The chemistry between Toffoli, Hughes, and Brad is on full display right now. It is a sight to behold, and it seems like all three of them love playing with one another. And also, let's talk about this interesting game for the Devils in which they came away with the victory, 6-5. to five. A win is a win, but it wasn't their best showing. We have a lot to break down in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. has got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, play-by-play announcer, Dell's writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential Mia member, Trey Matthews. First episode for the month of October, so hopefully this month brings us all sorts of treats and no tricks, but I have a treat for you guys in today's episode, so consider this my first piece of candy to you guys for the month of spooky season. The Devils remain undefeated in preseason. This time, they came out victorious against the New York Islanders by a score of six to five. So in the first segment, we're going to talk about the highly anticipated top line for the Devils that features Jesper Bratt, Jack Hughes, and Tyler Toffoli because all three of them have great chemistry and they had a great showing against the Islanders. So that was the main headline. We'll talk about that in the first segment. Then in the second segment, we'll talk about some players that impressed me and some players that kind of disappointed me. And then To round it all off, in the third segment, I will give the Devils some sort of valuation and share my final thoughts. This wasn't their best game. It wasn't their cleanest game. And I'm sure it's a game that Lindy Ruff is going to go back to the video board and just be like, okay, we need to clean this up before the start of the season because, let's face it, Akira Schmidt wasn't really sharp in between the pipes. The defense wasn't really all that good in front of them. But the offense was electrifying, and I guess that kind of outweighs it to an extent. But still... We need to highlight it just a tad bit more, but that'll be in the third and final segment. Let's talk about this top line for Devils because, like I said, it is catching headlines. They are electrifying, and they have great chemistry between one another. But let's change the word chemistry to chem because Jack Hughes was talking to the media, and he was doing what Jack Hughes normally does, which is he's being short, simple, to the point. He's giving off the vibe that he'd rather be anywhere else than giving an interview, and Jack is known for his Jackisms during his media availability. So if you guys don't know, he has a tendency to sometimes shorten words. So instead of saying Gatorade, he'll say Gato. Instead of saying Michigan, he'll say Mish. Now, I'm a native Michigander, and I grew up in the Great Lakes state of Michigan, and I've never heard anyone in my entire life refer to Michigan as the Mish. So once again, I've heard phrases like, Michigander. I've heard the Mitten. Obviously, I've heard the phrase the Motor City in reference to Detroit, but I've never heard anyone call it the Mish. So Jack Hughes, that's a first for me. But this time during his media availability, he said that he, Brad, and Toffoli had great chemistry with one another, but he didn't use the word chemistry. He used the word chem. So I remember in high school, sometimes uh, I would say chem as short for my chemistry class. So it's like, Oh, I can't hang out. I got 
I got a chem exam the the very next morning. So that was kind of funny. It's a nod to like, I guess, old times for people like me who are out of high school, but I'm, I'm still in school. I'm still relatively young, but digressing a little bit. Jack Hughes just giving that Jackism. I thought it was quite funny, but it was a good preview as to what was to come later on in the day. Because like I said, his line came out to play and they put points on the board. So here are my thoughts. So this line was projected to be the top line for the Devils for quite some time. And obviously we're seeing it come into fruition during the course of preseason, also training camp. Now, my initial thoughts were was that you cannot separate Jack Hughes and Timo Meyer. They got to stick together because Timo Meyer is a big power forward. He's a physical body. He can sort of take the burden off of Jack Hughes' shoulders because Hughes is not going to really provide that much physicality. But Meyer is certainly going to do that. We saw that in round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs against the Carolina Hurricanes. So I was just like, I think Meyer needs to be on that line with Jack Hughes, Tyler Toffoli, because you you can't uh, separate Meyer and Hughes. But so far, so good. If, If the preseason is any indicator as to what's to come during the regular season, as you guys know, I try to take preseason games with a grain of salt. But this line is having a fantastic showing. And before we talk about their overall statistical performance and their impact, let's just talk about the word chemistry. Because during the offseason, I don't know if you guys recall or not, I said that was going to be one of the biggest X factors for the Devils going into the new year, which is forming chemistry with one another. Because there is such a thing as having too many cooks in the kitchen. So I wasn't saying that chemistry was ever an issue with the Devils. But I'm saying like when you add someone like Tyler Toffoli, who had a career year with the Calgary Flames just this past year, obviously a veteran player, a former Stanley Cup champion, you're definitely going to have to try to satisfy him in more ways than one because he is Tomas Tatar's replacement. And let's face it, Toffoli is a huge upgrade over Tatar. So Toffoli just adds a little bit more to the repertoire. And it's just like, how are you going to satisfy him? How are you going to satisfy your franchise player in Jack Hughes? How are you going to satisfy Nico Kiescher, who is one of the better two-way players in the entire NHL. Basically, my main point was that you got to form some sort of chemistry. You're going to have to sacrifice certain areas. So, like, will Timo Meyer become a 40-goal scorer this upcoming year, especially with the amount of scoring weapons the Devils have on their roster? I don't really know, but it just goes back to that word, which is chemistry. How do you form chemistry with one another? And if I had to name some positive aspects for preseason, I would say – that, that's how you form chemistry, which is the games don't really count. It's a beta NHL game. It, it, it's not really going to hinder you in more ways than one. It sort of gives you that opportunity to form that camaraderie between one another. And I think that's what Toffoli, Hughes, and Brett have done. And it's showing on the sheet of ice because this line finished the game with eight points. So Jesper Brett, he recorded a hat trick. He also had an assist. Kyle Toffoli, he had two assists. Jack Hughes, he had a goal and an assist. So this line is making headlines for the Devils. I'm really excited to see what they could do this upcoming year because each one of them brings something special to the table. So for someone like Jack Hughes, he is obviously the superstar player. And now, in my opinion, it's time to transition Jack Hughes from a Devils superstar to an NHL superstar. So can he compete with the Austin Matthews, the Nathan McKinnons, the Connor McDavid's? Like, can he get to that next tier? in his overall development, because I think that's where he's headed because last year he finished with 99 points. Now, can he get past a hundred points? Can he get 115 points? Can he get 120 points? And 
most of the scoring is going to come off of Jack Hughes' stick, whether he's scoring himself or he's passing, setting up his teammates, using his speed to his advantage, which we saw in the game and we'll talk more about in the second segment. That's definitely going to be a huge plus for Devils on this particular line. Now, let's talk about Jesper Bratt, and we're going to talk more about him in the second segment as well. But what I saw from Bratt was that he just looks a lot more comfortable. He looks a lot faster. He looks a lot stronger. Seems like he's always in the right position at the right possible time. So I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Jesper Bratt so far. But I think the main X factor component on this line was Tyler Toffoli because I'm not sure if this was Bryce Salvador who said it or Bill Spaulding, but one of those two said it on air, which was basically when you look at Hughes, when you look at Brad, they're very creative. They're very fast. And I know Salvador said this for a fact. He said, like, just watching on TV doesn't do it justice looking at how fast this line is because they're going up and down the sheet of ice like it's nobody's business. And the thing about Toffoli is that I think some people had concerns about his skating ability when the Devils first acquired him. Now, my thing was, I think if he's paired alongside with he, sure, if he's paired alongside with Hughes, I think they're going to make it work. I wasn't really concerned about it. But those were just the minor flaws that people were pointing out on the Devils discourse. I didn't really pay much attention to it. But I think for Toffoli, just given the fact that he has the most experience between Brat and Hughes, he's maybe not the most creative similar to, to them, but he definitely knows how to use his mind to his advantage because Salvador also pointed this out because with how creative and how fast both Brat and Hughes are, Toffoli has to try to think a few plays ahead of him and he's able to do so and he's not hindering the overall offensive execution for the Devils and he fits like a glove quite honestly and I'm really liking what I'm seeing from this line and I think what the main play that stole the show was their unselfishness because there was a play in which Jack Hughes was able to score but before Hughes finished with the goal everyone was touching the puck so Toffoli touched the puck Brad touched the puck even Shimon the Mets touched the puck. So everyone was just passing around with one another. And as Bill Spaulding said it on air, tic-tac-toe. Passing it quickly, Hughes able to finish. So this line for the Devils is taking leaps and bounds of improvement. And they're definitely going to be the driving force for opening night. And we still have a few more preseason games to get to before we actually start the regular season. But if this line continues their momentum, if they continue their camaraderie, if they continue their chem, as Jack Hughes puts it, then this line can definitely turn some heads for the Devils this upcoming year. So I'll be the first to admit, I thought that Meyer needed to be paired alongside Hughes, but I'm liking the spread so far for the Devils, and I think it's going to work, and I'm excited to see what can happen opening night. And we'll talk more about those players momentarily, but just to get my initial thoughts for this line, I'm excited for it. They definitely got me really on the edge of my seat, eight points in this outing between all three of them. That is really impressive. And as you guys know, I try not to think too far ahead for preseason, but this definitely cannot go unnoticed. Okay, so before I talk about some players that caught my eye, and I've already mentioned them in the previous segment, let's talk about some players that unfortunately didn't really have that good of a showing or made some mistakes. So let's talk about the opening goal that the Devils led up to the Islanders that came off the stick of Matt Barzell, thanks to a blunder by Colin Miller, who got caught in between. So that was one of the things that I was a little concerned with for Colin Miller is because he's not really doing much of anything other than 
Sometimes he's a non-factor or he's making mistakes like that. And the same can be said for Shimon Nemetz. Now, I've been raving about Nemetz's overall production, but Nemetz also made a mistake that resulted in Ingball tying the game three a pop. And even the highly touted prospect, Luke Hughes, who I think can definitely give Connor Bedard a run for his money for the Calder Trophy, even he made a mistake. So as you guys know, I've been with the Locked On Podcast Network for what, like three years now. And one of the first prospects that I covered was Luke Hughes, because at the time it was anticipated that the Devils were going to draft him if he was still available back in 2021. And the thing about Hughes was that people were always talking about how good his offensive production was. But the problem was that sometimes he got a little too jumpy and it put him out of position defensively. Well, if this wasn't a good highlight as to what the scouts were talking about a few years ago, then I don't know what else was. Because on the second goal that the Devils let up, Hughes pinched his man a little too high, which left enough room for Brock Nelson to make him pay. And as a result, the Islanders go up two to nothing. So once again, Hughes got out of position. He was a little too jumpy. And that resulted in the Islanders finding the back of the net. So that's my thing. All three of those defensemen made some costly mistakes that resulted in the Islanders getting some goals up on the board. So let me focus on Hughes real quick, because the thing is, is that I need to give credit where credit is due. Luke Hughes has improved with his defensive capabilities, and we saw it on full display against the Carolina Hurricanes. So the thing is, is that he's still young and he looked a little clumsy in this game, I'm going to be completely honest, or at least early on, because I think towards the end of the first period, he also coughed up the puck once again, and it could have resulted in the Islanders getting a last-second goal, but luckily it didn't come back to bite him. But still, those are just going to be the rookie mistakes that Hughes makes, which is he's going to get a little too jumpy, and sometimes he might be a little out of position because he's an offensive-minded defenseman. But He's learning. He's gotten better at it because from what I heard before his collegiate days at the University of Michigan, he was constantly making those mistakes, but he was able to make up for it because he was a scoring machine. So for Luke, I'm not really going to toss and turn at night because I know this is only his second preseason game returning from those nagging injuries. And he had a pretty good showing for the Devils uh, when he did return uh, for his first preseason game. And I talked about it in one of my more recent episodes. So I think for Hughes, I'm not really going to jump the gun on him. I think it's, like I said, don't take preseason games with a grain of salt. And I'm sure once he looks back at the film, he's like, okay, here's where I messed up on, and here's how I can improve. Now, for Nemetz and Miller, a lot of people have been pointing out saying, well, Shimon Nemetz also makes mistakes. Why don't you, like, give him some blame? Or you're saying, like, why are you saying, like, Colin Miller should be a healthy scratch? Here's my thing. Yes, he does make mistakes, but at the same time, similar to Hughes, he makes up for it in some sort of way because this was one of the few games in which Nemetz suited up in, but he didn't really have that all of a productive day because if you go back to the prospects challenge, he appeared in two games and he had two points, which were two assists. And then if you go back to his first game uh, as a devil in the preseason, he was able to record a, a goal, albeit it was a fluke goal, but still a goal is a goal. But nonetheless, the point I'm just trying to make is that Nemetz makes it up, similar to Hughes, whereas for Miller, when is he going to make it up? Because he's making the same mistakes that got him scratched during uh, the playoffs when he was with the Dallas Stars. So that's my concern for Colin Miller, which is how are you going to redeem yourself? That's the million-dollar question, because 
I think the Mets, at least he can make it up for his mistakes in some sort of way, which for Miller, sometimes I forget that he's out there. And when he, when I do remember he's out there, it's not for a good cause. So those are just my little bit of concerns for the devil's defense. But like I said, it was bound to happen. Luke Hughes, we knew this was going to happen ever since he was drafted. He's gotten better at it. Chimo Nemets, he's still young. He's still trying to get accustomed to North American style hockey. He makes mistakes. At least he'll put some points on the board. As for Colin Miller, you got to stop making these mistakes and you got to make up for it somehow, some way. But let's move on from players that disappointed me to players that actually impressed me. So honorable mention, Jack Hughes. So the one thing I want to give Jack Hughes credit for, and unfortunately he wasn't given an assist on this play, well, one thing that we've been talking about Hughes during preseason is that he has gotten much better at faceoffs because if you guys recall last year, that's why Eric Holla was on his line for a good chunk of the season because Holla could do the faceoffs, whereas for Hughes, he can sort of lay back just a tad bit and focus on himself. But during this preseason, I believe Hughes has a, a, a faceoff win percentage above 50. So that's actually pretty good. But in this particular play, he lost the faceoff battle, but he used his speed to his advantage to regain control of the puck. He passed it up top to Kevin Ball. Ball passed it over to Marino, and Marino was able to score. So, unfortunately, like I said, Hughes wasn't given an assist on that play because I think Tyler Toffoli got just a bit of the puck. So, Toffoli was given the secondary assist. But if I had to give a, a, a third assist, I would say you would have to give it to Hughes in that sort of way if it existed. But Still, I'm just saying that Hughes created that play, and we talked about his goal in segment one, but I just want to say that I'm loving his overall production. Okay, so as you guys know, during preseason, I try to give credit to players that might not show up in the score sheet all that often or players that might not be given their roses once the regular season rolls around. So my third star is Kevin Ball. So Ball finished with two assists, and Candanico was raving about him on air, basically saying like, Ball is improving offensively because we always thought of Ball as a defensive-minded defenseman, but he's starting to put up some offensive numbers as well. So we saw in his first preseason game, he was skating really well. I saw it on that two-on-one advantage against the Rangers in which he was able to keep up with Brad despite Brad being being like, what, 5'10", 175 pounds, and Ball being 6'6", 230. So the fact that Ball was skating that fast, full steam ahead, and still set up Brad nicely on a dime... That was actually very impressive. So Ball is continuing to put up some decent production in terms of points, and maybe that's him developing his game just a tad bit more. Now, second star of the game, it's going to go to Jesper Bratt. Now, Jesper Bratt recorded a hat trick, and I said in segment one, he seems a lot faster. He seems a lot stronger. Bill Spaulding acknowledged this on air, saying like, now that Bratt is signed to that eight-year extension, it seems like there's a lot of pressure alleviated off of his shoulders because now he can focus on hockey. I remember talking to him about this over the summer because he said he wants to focus more on hockey and he wants to focus on trying to help the Devils organization win more games. But Brad's been putting up a lot of points during the preseason, and I wish I could keep track of it. It's really hard to keep track of preseason points because they're not official, so no one really writes them down. But still, Brad is just putting up points like there's no tomorrow and, it, and it's another X factor that Spalding brought up on air, which is can Brat now become an 80 to 90 point type of player? Because we've seen him go back to back seasons with 73 points. But is this the year in which he takes up just a, a notch higher? 
I think if the preseason is, is, is any good indication, I think he is definitely on pace to it. But like I said, still preseason. But the one thing I want to highlight for Brad, him on the penalty kill, because there was one instance in which the Devils were on the PK and Brad is coming full steam ahead down the other side of the rink looking for the shorthanded goal. He didn't get it, but he created a good chance for himself. And I think that's what another thing that a lot of people are talking about, which is Rat is looking really good on the PK. And it seems like the Devils are well aware of it because I think Lindy Ruff said postgame, that's something that they're trying to focus on for Brat. So that's actually impressive that Brat seems stronger. He seems faster. His shot seems prettier. He looks really good on the PK. But now let's move on to my first star, which is John Marino. John Marino, a guy similar to Ball, we just focus on his defensive capabilities and not so much his offense. He finished the game with three points. He had two goals and one assist. Come to think of it, I don't think Marino has ever had a multi-goal game in, in his NHL career. I would have to look back at it, but I think Amanda Stein, Christy Flannery, I think everyone confirmed it that Marino, when it comes to having a multi-goal performance, it's really non-existent, or you're going to have to reach deep into your bag to see if you can uh, pull it up somewhere. I, I personally couldn't find it, but the fact that Marino, he looked really nice. So I talked about his first goal in which it was a good setup by Hughes and a nice pass from a uh, ball, but his second goal, full steam ahead, great sticks. In the words of the late, great Rick Jenneret, sick mitts kid, because he used his stick to just bob and weave through past the, the the Islanders, and he was able to score. I was like, whoa, I didn't know that was in his repertoire. That was amazing. So I think what Dano has been saying on air is that you're seeing players like Ball and Marino step up offensively because there's going to be a huge hole to fill, given the fact that Damon Severson is now gone and Ryan Graves is also gone. So we've been talking about Dougie Hamilton. We've been talking about Luke Hughes, but – Maybe this upcoming season, we'll see some more pr offensive production from both Ball and Marino. But like I said, it's just preseason. But it's a good way to get some practice in, especially since you're competing in a beta NHL game. So you're able to try new things at a decent NHL speed. And maybe, maybe it, you can translate into the regular season. But so far, so good. The Devils have really impressed me during preseason. Okay. So I'll compare the stats and give the Devils a letter grade momentarily. But before we continue, let me tell you guys something about eBay Motors. So passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to a peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win and also that title. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. And now let me tell you guys about a product I use every day, and that is AG1. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to be happier. I wanted to be healthier. I try to consume it before I go to the gym, before I record an episode, before I 
uh, go on long car rides because my body is a temple. I got to start treating as such. So with AG1, it's a foundational nutrient supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. Science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. AG1 helps you build your health foundation first. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out. Okay, so like I do to close out every post-game recap, let's compare the stats, and I will give the Devils a letter grade. So shots on goal differential, 23-20 to 20 in favor of the Devils. Face-off percentage, 53.7% in favor of the Islanders, 46.3% for the Devils. Power play, the Devils were able to capitalize on one power play opportunity out of three, and that came at the hands of one of Jesper Bratt's goals. So once more, Hughes and Brad, they just have good chemistry with one another. And I'm really excited to see what they could do because Brad, far side face off circle, his shot, woof, that is clean poetry emotion. A plus, insert, insert the chef's kiss emoji. Now, Islanders were 0 for 2 in their power play. And once again, I loved what the Devils were doing with their PK, especially with Jesper Brad. Hits 29 to 24 in favor of the Islanders. Blocks 17 to 15 in favor of the Islanders. Also, I want to give a shout out to Kevin Ball for the Devils for getting the most hits on the team with four. So playing aggressive and also getting those points. Now, this game for the Devils, it was not the prettiest. It was not the cleanest. It was not their best showing. But at the same time, they did walk away with the win. And as you guys know, I'm not doing letter grades for the, the Devils uh, during preseason just because these games don't really count. I take it with a grain of salt. Not the biggest fan of preseason. I know I sound like a broken record when I say this. And the thing is, the goalie matchup, it wasn't like AHL goalies. It wasn't like Eric Schalgren was out there or Keith Kincaid. It was Akira Schmid and uh, Sorokin for the Islanders. So I was actually stunned that both goalies were struggling to an extent. I, I don't really know what was happening in that sort of aspect. But nonetheless, Devils came away with a 6-5 to five victory. So... I guess if I had to give them a pass or fail, I'll give them a pass just because they did come away with the win. But it was a big battle inside my mind. Like, which side of, side of my brain was I going to listen to? Was I going to listen to the one that loves offense and just loves an absolute barn burner and says, look at that Toffoli, Hughes, and Brat line, buy into the hype? Or was I going to listen to the other side of my brain and say, like, look, don't let the offense fool you. The Devils didn't have a good showing defensively. And Akira Schmidt, I'm sure that wasn't his best performance either. I'm sure he would like some of those goals back. At the same time, I'll listen to the one side that says offense and just believe in the hype for Toffoli, Hughes, and Brat. I'm on board. We'll see what happens. But I'm excited to see what the Devils can do once regular season uh, hockey begins once more and they take on the Detroit Red Wings on October 12th. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube. What do you think of the Hughes, Toffoli, and Brat line? Do you like their chem? And what are your anticipations for them as the season draws closer? And who have been some of your surprises during the preseason? And who have been some players that kind of disappointed you? And what did you think of this game in general? I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. 
If you're listening on a podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal X page app at TreyMatt4 and the show's X page app at Locked On Devils. As Trey's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day in New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys next episode. Thanks for listening once again.